Have you ever wondered what makes bodies tick? Are you creating the sexual reality you desire and require? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? What if your fantasies are not as strange as you thought they were? What if you could learn to be kinder to your body and kinder to others' bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life, or lack of it, affected other areas of your life? Have you lost your mojo and wondered where to find it? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, Body Whisperer, Melitza Yelenich. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Zone. It's Monday, October 13th, and for those of you listening to the replay, it's whatever day it is for you. It's actually Thanksgiving Day in Canada, so um, I'm having a super grateful day for so many things. For all you listeners for showing up today, thank you. And also for Megan, who's going to be on my show tonight. And um, I actually met Megan a, a couple of months ago, but I'd, I'd written to her uh, quite a, a while ago because I had um, some ideas about birthing being able to be pleasurable. And I thought, okay, um, so if birthing can be pleasurable, why not let's talk about it on the pleasure zone? And I know a lot of people have, you know, gone through the uh, like really intense birth process, um, whether it was their own birth process where they were coming out and they heard all the tragic stories about how awful and painful it was, um, or how you know giving birth to the child that they have is was awful and painful. So there are a lot of different points of view about what is um, what is real and like what real women have to go through to have a real birth. So. Today, um, we're going to kind of debunk a few of those myths and look at some other options. Because it's the pleasure zone, you know, we're looking at what else is possible? What about orgasmic birthing? You know, I've heard of these things. So today I've got a woman on, and her name is Megan Hill. And she is, actually, she's uh, an access consciousness facilitator, but she's so much more. She's um, she's a real-life superwoman who's truly willing to have it all. And, and I love that title about her. She's a mum. She's also run so many different aspects of the um, access consciousness business. So she's like got her feet in so many different pools all at once. It's like a, an amazing um, thing that she pulls off. She's also um, a coach. She coaches women in all aspects of pregnancy and birthing. And she's going to talk to us about how birthing can be truly pleasurable. Um, so can pregnancy and the you know getting pregnant can be a heck of a lot of fun we talk about that a lot um and then all the stuff that follows that right so how can we have a sex show and not include some of the stds that come with it and babies happen to be one of those so she um megan has a bachelor's degree in communications from the university of kansas that's what makes her legitimate to be on the show everybody it's not at all what makes her legitimate it's because I feel like she really has something to share with us, um, some information, and she's also working on a book. Um, she didn't put that in her information for me, but I know she's working on a book, so I'm just going to keep plugging that until she gets it out to the world. <laughs> and then everybody's going to go, get me that book! So that's what I'm going to do today, is give you little wedgies here and there, Megan, about your book to get it awesome. out there. Awesome, bring it. <laughs> so... Um, and Megan has actually been with uh, Access Consciousness for seven years, so she's got a lot of uh, uh, a lot of tools behind her that 
some of us newbies like me who's only been around for about three might not have um, gotten to uh, experience or see or hear yet. So I'd love to work with her range of um, knowledge and what she's what she's uh, coming to the table with. She invites people to not only wake up but live in a way that they've always wanted to but have never really thought possible. So how amazing is that, that we can relate all of having a whole new experience with birth um, of children. And like, and I was, as I was explaining this topic, I was like, well, if we can birth children, for those of you listening, um, there's so many other things that we birth. So if this doesn't relate to you, say, as a man, and you're looking at this topic going, well, I'm a man, I don't have a baby, so how is this going to relate to me? If you can take the energy of what we're talking about and relate it to business, relationships, you can relate this energy that we're going to be talking about to so many areas of your life that you might have found um, contracted or painful or things that you've been avoiding choosing. So you can take what we're speaking about today and you can transfer that to other areas of your life. And if you'd like to know how to do that and you're wondering what are we talking about, feel free to join the chat room on adazen.fm. And there are so many other ways you can call in from the U.S. at 1-815-880-8255. And as we go to the ads, you're going to hear all the other phone numbers that you can contact us with. So feel free to contact us. And uh, if you're wondering, hey, well, I'm a man and I don't relate to this topic, uh, ask us how this topic can relate to you because even though you know, you might not be the one giving birth, how could it be pleasurable for you to be part of that as well? And how many other ways do you give birth to different projects and things in your life? So, after that long-winded explanation, how are you doing, Megan? Thank you for it. It actually gives me an, a really cool place to start. So, thank you for it. Cool. Um, You're welcome. You know, when looking at how many different types of people could be listening and and I certainly don't want this to be a conversation that everyone's like oh god they're going to talk about like pregnancy and birthing the whole you know where you're just like it it can turn people off Um, so I just want to invite well I'll just explain for me this when I got pregnant it was actually the first time I'd been I think I had been using the access consciousness tools that I was also um, facilitating for several years and I was using it in in daily life. So creating my life and getting past um, huge bouts of anxiety and depression, the tools had changed so much for me already. And then I got pregnant and it was like this whole new world where I had to figure out what I would like to choose with it all. There wasn't any, you know, path. There wasn't any right way to do it that um, people within access had talked about. They were the only the only thing that they really said was if you get your bars run, your access bars, um, that if you actually if you got that if you got your bars run every week when you were pregnant, then you would have an extremely short birth. Like odds are, chances are you'll have an extremely short birth because you'll get rid of all of the points of views and judgments that you have about birthing, so therefore you can create it however you'd like. And um it was just a really weird place to be with, you know, you're pregnant for nine months and you have a lot of choice along the way. So it gave me this weird playground to actually put that whole tool, you know, Gary Douglas, the founder of Access, he says choice creates. 
Joyce creates awareness. Joyce creates. Joyce creates awareness. And he keeps saying it. And this is the first time that <laughs> I actually had to choose to create what was true for me. And I had done it before, but in this weird way, I was I felt like alone in a minefield of choice. <laughs> oh, that's so, really cool. So you were kind of like pioneering this in access then, essentially. Well, like was, there wasn't a lot of conversation about it before you sort I of... Didn't, I didn't have any... It was a very, it's kind of a, it's, it's kind of a world for me that I see you have two choices available. You can mm-hmm. either go the medical route or you can go the natural route. And there were two very distinct worlds and neither one played very nicely together. And I really wanted total choice. I really wanted to say, hey, I'd like this aspect of natural birthing and I'd like the choice to get an epidural. I'd like to be able to have as natural birth as possible and do it in a hospital just because I just had a weird sense that I should probably be in a hospital, which was definitely required um, when I actually had the baby. Mm -hmm. So um, I just didn't understand why people couldn't, you know, play nice. Like, okay, it's okay that you... (laughs) I actually thought the natural people, they tend to be more like spiritual, metaphysical, uh, supposedly non-judgmental. They were sometimes worse than the (laughs) staff. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of where where I where I got to with the whole thing. Um and and one of the like there's a lot out there that says that you should be able to create orgasmic birthing. You should be able it's kind of like people tell you, well, you should be able to have an orgasmic life. You know, you yeah. all of your life should be orgasmic and then it shows up and you're like, Well that effing sucks. That wasn't orgasmic, that hurt. That, <laughs> that was really you know, intense. That was really yeah. intense. Or that I just lost my job. How is that orgasmic? And yeah. for I looked at this before we got on on this show, and I thought, okay, what is pleasurable? Like, what is pleasure? Mm-hmm. And what if pleasure is actually a question? That's what I feel it is. So this is kind of like what the show is about to me, is because for some people, pleasure is one completely different thing than it is for somebody else, and it's not always like a soft, gentle touch. And for some people, pleasure is like this intensity of living where they feel like, you know, they just jumped out of a plane, so they really feel alive. And for other people, that would not be pleasurable at all. So it's, yeah, being in the question of what is for you and how you can... And if you know that you can always choose, if you know that you can always ask a question that will open Mm -hmm. up more space and that you know that you always have choice, then you will have pleasure running through it all. It's only sure. when you feel stuck or limited that you that the that it feels like quote unquote feels not very pleasurable. I I get so, that. Yeah, so that's kind of like what I looked at before the show. So where else would you like to go? So I, when I I looked at a few things before the show, and I was looking up orgasmic birthing, and I wanted to look at some stats on that. And apparently, there are um, you know the the midwives um, reported that they only see or- orgasms naturally occur in 0.3% of the births that they actually witness. So it's kind of funny that um, you. He- I've actually heard a lot more about it as if like every fourth person is having an orgasmic birth. And then I was wondering, is what we believed in the past, like when it was going on, um, was that experience so intense that we couldn't relate it to pleasure? And then afterwards we went, oh, that was incredibly orgasmic. So mm-hmm. it's almost like in that moment 
those people, when they're reporting the orgasm in the moment, um, that's what they're reporting as the 0.3%, but then you've got all these people after um, the fact kind of reminiscing, going, oh, yeah, no, that was fantastic. It was really intense, and it was awesome. Um, so I'm wondering if, if pleasure is something that people also tie into, like um, some kind of a, a tangible memory or that they can change the memory so that you can actually have it come across in your body as like a happy body memory. Um, I know that some people have like really traumatic body memories where they're walking down the street and where they had fallen 25 years ago, they'll still trip even though there's nothing there. Yeah. Their body has that kind of memory thing, so I'm wondering if bodies have the memory, but we can also change that memory so that it can, so we don't keep the trauma in the body from that, and we can remember absolutely. it as something. Yeah. So can you absolutely. talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. I would say that um, orgasmic birthing is totally possible, um, like the the way that the way that you would think it is, where it's literally like, you know, it's totally orgasmic, and you have this amazing connection and oneness with your body, with the being with the earth, I do totally get that's possible. Before I got pregnant, I so I did so much research and I knew that it was possible. And the weirdest thing happened when I got pregnant, I couldn't even, like when I would read an article about it, I would get angry, I would get pissed. Like, I don't even want to hear about it. Like, I don't want to see those women in the bathtubs. Like, I just got so weird about it. And what I got afterwards is that was actually information that, hey, that may be possible and it's probably not going to go like that whether it was the being that I had coming in and how he chose to actually come through my body or if it was just you know a slew of different things um I I just I think my main thing is that there is no right way like pleasure and orgasmic and having this amazing like you know miraculous birth isn't necessarily the right way um, that you can experience pleasure and any trauma you do go through, like it can be traumatic sometimes, it's changeable. It can get, you can release it from your body and you can, I had a very quote, quote unquote traumatic birth and yet the whole thing is beautiful to me now. It's absolutely stunning. It's phenomenal and I wouldn't change a thing. I had similar experience with my daughter, so that's why I was kind of putting it out there to the audience, so that it's not that you have to be locked into that trauma that you remembered yeah. in that first and second, you know, um, yeah. and also giving birth in a hospital, to ask a few questions if you are in a hospital, wherever you are, to ask a few questions um, during the process. Yep. Uh, to kind of allow you to move out from that. So when we come back from break, Megan, can you kind of go through some questions with the audience on what they can ask during, you know, they can like write down some questions so they can take into the um, birth room with them so they can kind sure. of move through that with ease. That'd be great. Thank you. Would love to. Awesome. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 
7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at A2Zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone, and I'm your host, Milica Jelanić, and my guest today is Megan Hill, and we're talking about joy and ease and pleasure in birthing. I know it's kind of an unusual area to be discussing when we're normally discussing sex on this show, but guess what? Sex often leads to babies, so let's bring the topic <laughs> in. And I often thought, okay, yeah, we really need to include this because, hey, guess what? This is often a result. So, um, So when we look at um, the actual birth process we were talking about before break about how um, we can maybe ask some questions either during the process of actually like being in labor or even um, carrying the baby or even prior to that for people who are choosing conscious birthing um, some questions that they can ask so if you'd like to like pick one of those areas Megan whether it's like the the labor or whatever and um, kind of go through some questions that people might come up with. I know that when I was in hospital with my daughter, um, and I worked for years and years and years as a psychic, right? So it was like my main shtick was I was working as a psychic, and I knew I was like aware of stuff, um, and I knew I could, you know, work as a psychic, (laughs) because that's what, you know, I saw somebody do it, and I was like, yeah, I can do that too. And so I did. And so um, for years I did that, and when I was in hospital, I was very aware um, that I was getting like really intensely angry at everybody and what I wasn't aware of and I didn't have the tools for was to fit where the heck this was coming from and it seemed to be really amplified um, during the birthing process so for those for listeners out there I know that there are some questions I would have loved to have so if if um if Megan doesn't touch on them I'll kind of throw them in after but I'll let her kind of go through them because she actually facilitates women um, through, you know, the pregnancy and the birthing process to have greater ease. So go for it, Megan. Have fun. Sure. A lot of and 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 feel free to interrupt or whatever because um, we all have, you know, we all have awareness after having having a baby or just going through all of that stuff. So 
I am for sure not the only one. Um, and every woman has a different uh, point of view and every woman has a different awareness to contribute. So part of what I'd like to do is open that discussion up so we can actually get this information out there because nobody really talks about it. Um, one of the questions that you can start with is when you do have sex is, will I get pregnant? That's a great one to start That's with. That's a really good one. <laughs> If I have sex right now, will I get pregnant? Yeah, if I have sex right now, will I get pregnant? And yeah. and and that leads into the truth will always make you feel lighter. So just mm-hmm. ask, and that allows you to um to really feel like to not choose it from an unaware place. So that's number one. Um, and number two, like you said, is who does it belong to? And that can assist you with from the moment you get pregnant all the way through pretty much everything because you are now attached to this other little being, big being actually, big being kind of little and (laughs) tiny as a cell. And it's very strange because you then, especially as they, especially as they get, you know, older um, in your belly, you actually become more and more aware of the being themselves. So when you ask a question like, okay, what would I like to choose here? Well, even little things like, what would I like to eat? You're going to get what you would like to eat. You are going to get what your body would like to eat. And you're going to get what the being would like to eat. You're going to have absolutely, your your who does this belong to will double because you have the awareness of another being. <laughs> I love it. It'll so, double. And yeah, if you've got you'll triplets, it'll quad, if you got triplets, it'll quadruple, right? <laughs> right, exactly. So it's great. So in Access, there is a question where it's, is this mine, someone else's, something else. I added in, is it mine? someone else's is it the babies or something else the other thing is if it's something else maybe like eight percent of the time it is the earth so that's a great one to just tap into and just be aware of okay and you can also that means you can start asking the being for things okay how would you like actually you know be birthed what would you like your name to be i couldn't freaking figure out a name so i just said dude you're going to have a really weird name because your dad is kind of stuck on this one that I don't like and I don't think I'm going to get to change his mind. So if you want a different name, it needs to come through him. Sure enough, a day later, I get an email from my husband. He's like, what do you think of the name Tristan? I'm like, oh, my God, beautiful, love it. That's his name. That's awesome. I I just, so, like, you can add it. What if you could actually play with it? So, so that's the first so it's a bunch of questions. Literally, these are questions and they're tools to actually get what's true for you, what's true for your body, what's true for the being, and to figure out what isn't actually yours either. So um, like I said, the truth will make you feel lighter. A lie will make you feel heavier. So when you are going to the doctor or to see your midwife or whoever it is along the way, um, I remember they told me I had a really strange first doctor, first OBGYN, and she told me that if I didn't get the flu shot, I was going to die, and my baby <laughs> would likely die. And I was wow. like, well, that feels extremely heavy, and thank you for the information because I'll be choosing to go with a different OBGYN. Actually chose, and then that's when I found a midwife that actually was really cool and led me through all sorts of different options along the way. Um, so just know that if it is heavy, like if you feel it's strangely, uh, I think when you're pregnant, you're really, you're more sensitive and that may, I don't know exactly if it's the being or if you're just really aware, like if your awareness literally like quadruples, um, but you'll know there, if there are things that your body doesn't want or the being doesn't want, it like will not let you eat it. I mean, that's why you don't, you know, you don't exactly, I couldn't drink, I couldn't even smell coffee for the first three months 
So that's just information from, from your body. Your body gives you clues along the way. Um, the other thing is, is you can ask, if you're feeling strange or weird, you can ask, what's right about this I'm not getting? Um, I had a client who she, I did a lot of work with her because she couldn't get pregnant. She kept having miscarriages and all she wanted was to have a baby. So I, we did a ton of work so that she could get pregnant or choose it or just clear the way as until like if it never happened that she'd be okay. And if it did happen, she'd be okay. It did happen and she called me crying, sobbing on the phone. And she, I said, what's going on? And she goes, I'm pregnant. And I'm like, I thought that would be a good thing. And she was like, yeah, but I feel like crap. And I'm like, how far along are you? And she said, 12 weeks. And I said, okay, well, just know that this is kind of the deal sometimes. Like you can, I remember wanting to die in my first trimester. And people don't always tell you this. Um, you can feel amazing. So it doesn't mean that you won't feel amazing. It just means that anything you feel along the way, just keep asking what's right about it I'm not getting. Body, what would it take to have more ease with this? What do I need to do or be to have more ease with this right now? And if nothing were wrong and nothing were right, what choice would I have available? If nothing that's were a, wrong and nothing, and nothing were, right, were right, what choice would I have available? That's a really good question because I know for me it was, um, I know I had a lot of input from a lot of different sources. Everybody was willing to um, be my greatest, um, I don't know, I, I guess mm, my mentor in some way. People who had yeah. never had children, people who had, had lots of children, but everybody had a point of view. It's like as soon as they found out I was pregnant, people came out of the woodwork to give me their points yep. about what to do and how they're more right than I am. And it's like, wow, you never even had a kid. So, wow, yeah. <laughs> interesting point of view. And I didn't have those tools then, so that one too for me would have probably really played well is when I get all those points of views coming up going, interesting point of view, interesting point of view, you have that point yeah. of view, interesting point of view. And that one... Um, would have created a lot of they, space for me. They really they amp it up. You know, it's the first time when you're not just responsible for you. Like, all of a sudden, you know, it's like, well, you could kill your baby if you don't do this. Mm-hmm. And you could kill, you know, and you it just, and it and it's kind of cool to get a lead on it because when you when they actually become, you know, kids, that similar thing happens where you're like, oh, my God, is he going to die if he runs into, like, if I leave him at daycare, is he going to get kidnapped? Like, you have all these weird things that happen because all of a sudden they're so freaking significant in this world and all of those points of view start coming at you. So I love the interesting point of view. If you can just be with that, like, you know, your mother-in-law or your work coworker tells you that this is the way that you need to do it. Everybody will tell you that this is the way that they that you should do it. And just say that, like, be like, wow, that's cool, interesting point of view, and then choose what works for you. Yeah, so sometimes it's great information, you know. You never know. Yeah, yeah, sometimes they do have something that's you know that can work for you. So it's to do the interesting point of view, and if it does work for you, you can choose it. It's that when you start to either defend it or or align and agree with it or resist and react to it, you're automatically going to be at the effect of it. So instead of being at the effect of it, you can just choose to have awareness of it, whether yep. it would contribute to you or not. I know yep. that, um, yeah, there was there. There's so many um, things like looking at the at how buying into the lies of what people are telling us instead of choosing what's true for us can create a lot yep. of contra- contraction, right? And that is where ease kind of steps out of the window. Yeah. So it really does. And and choice all along if you use this light and heavy tool all along the way, 
I remember, I, you know, Dr. Dane here, he's a co-creator of Access, and I was so hoping he would give me an answer. And I said, <laughs> okay, what do you get about the birth? Like, please tell me, is it okay if I give an epidural? Because I knew, you know, I'm kind of weak when it comes to, like, the whole pain thing. I'm like, can you just tell me, like, can, is it okay? What should I do here? And he looked at me, and he said, choice. And I wanted <laughs> to kill him because I was like, can somebody <laughs> please give me the right answer? So what if you can't get it wrong? Yeah, that's a really great one. What if, if everything that you're choosing, you're not choosing wrong? Because I know a lot of parents, even after the fact, whether they've chosen to do the shots or not do the shots, yep. parents are like blaming themselves right, left, and center over the choices yep. they've... And what if those you know, children came in with you knowing what choices you would make? So it's what yep. if it's not a wrongness? And ask them. They do know. You know, like you can literally ask the being dude, like, what do you want here? Are you I think okay we with this? All, we should definitely all call our babies dude. <laughs> I, call, Yo, dude, I call them dudes because I'm like, dude, <laughs> awesome. you have to tell me here. <laughs> I thought my daughter was a dude, so I called her dude too. But then she was like, I was... I came out and the nurses, I was, you know, you know, most people would go, hey, how's she, all the fingers and whatever. And I didn't know what I was having because I chose not to to find out. Right. I just had I just had all these dreams that indicated I was having a little cute little blonde boy that looks like my right. daughter now, but was a bit. And uh, it was really funny because it, it was just like, oh, just everything that was that I could have possibly have have judged myself for was everything about her genitals with so much judgment when they showed them to me. I was like, what is it? And they said, oh, it's a girl. And I went, no, uh, really? Show me. <laughs> Most people are like, yeah, I have a happy baby. I was like, no, really? And so the <laughs> nurse just showed me genitals first. I was like, okay, then I have a baby girl. Well, there you go. So then from there, I, I then I actually did ask her what her name was. Because um, I'd, I'd had, uh, I actually didn't have a name picked out. So when she came out, I asked her what her name was. And then she did tell me. Um, and I know that her dad was trying to name her. I was like, damn it, you're not listening to her. She gave me her name. Shut up and get out of the way. <laughs> so. Yes, that's when you, if you have, if you, if the dad is not complying, then you say, okay, okay, little dude or do that. You need to tell your dad because then he has a role in it too. <laughs> yeah, that was good because I was more on the defending role. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ask your dad to get in on this is a really, really cool question, actually. I really like that. Um, yeah. And for single single moms, you don't even have to, you know, do that. You just, you yeah. know, it's between you and the babe. Yep, totally. I do know, too, that I asked my daughter um, before she was born, I was, I was doing this cute thing called poverty mentality where I'm like I have nothing and I'm going to die and I'm going to be like poverty stricken for life and I have no job I'm trying to make a business work and I was doing this like drama it was really cute and uh, and at one point I said to my daughter uh, just as the being because I didn't know what I was having and I, I said to her look I'm going to need you to latch on I'm going to need you to <laughs> I, yeah. I wasn't giving I was like I'm going to really require you to nurse 
because it's a financial yeah. situation. I hadn't considered asking her to bring me money, but what I did ask her to do is bring all the clothes she required. And I swear to you, in two weeks, she had four garbage bags of baby clothes. Wow. Yeah, till she was two years old. She had clothes coming from every source under the sun. So yep. really ask those beings. They will absolutely yep. contribute to their life. And yep. um, and she still does to this day. She, you know, if she requires something, I'm like, Zeev, go ask the universe. And she will. And things show up on her door, like literally show up on her doorstep <laughs> for her. I'm like, I don't know how you do it, kiddo. Can you ask for a million? Like, you're really good at yep. this. And she'll just go, Mommy, it's not money. I just need Barbies. I'm like, ask yep. for the million. They, Come on. They ask for exactly what they require. If yeah. she just if she wants Barbies, she asks, "What would it take to get Barbie?" Like, you'll notice either the Barbies show up or the exact amount required to buy the Barbie she wanted shows up every time. Yeah. <laughs> so, how magical are they? And how about when we come back from break, we can discuss um, a few more questions too that you can sure. ask. Let's a, yeah, po- like post, um, you know, when the baby's actually been birthed. Would love. No one talks about that. Yeah. Cool. The the after the fourth trimester. Yeah, the the postpartum. Cool. It's supposed to be happily ever after. Yeah, all of that, and you know the lack of sleep and the joys of no sleep and how you can get through all those things. Exactly. Cool. When we come back from break. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at A2Zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. 
welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Jelanić, and today I'm speaking with Megan Hill about ease, joy, pleasure in birthing, which is an often untouched subject, although there are some extremes on it where there's extreme pain or extreme orgasm, and we're looking at all the possibilities that are available and how choice truly does create your reality, including in birthing. And if you'd like to have a little more ease and a little more pleasure during birth, um, Megan actually facilitates people um, during the birthing process and also during the pregnancy as well. So um, we will be giving out Megan's contact info um, before the end of the show so everybody can have that. And also, um, she will be writing a book. I'm going to keep plugging until she puts it out <laughs> into the world because uh, I think there's it's such an untapped market, especially when it comes to conscious birthing that we really could use some more information in the world about that. So coming back now from break, we were just talking about, just before break, we were talking about what happens after the baby's born. So after you've had your either orgasmic or not orgasmic, super intense that you later feel is semi-orgasmic experience, <laughs> however it is you've chosen to um, to perceive that energy after and before and all that birthing stuff, and the baby is now with you. So you've got this being in body that you're hanging out with. And a lot of people um, have, you know, there is discussion about postpartum depression out there and how a lot of women suffer from that. Um, and what I would have liked a tool on that one, and we kind of touched on this before, is that the tool of who does this belong to can really contribute to so much not just in birthing, but like in your life, especially though in birthing. Uh, Megan has added a few, an extra question to that. So um, asking when it, when we ask who does it belong to, is it mine? Is it someone else's? Is it the baby's? Or is it, is it mine, someone else's, baby's, or something else's? Thank you. I was like throwing that baby one in there just threw me off, which is really cool. So... Yeah, postpartum depression, you know, what else is possible around questions around that? How many other people are kind of going through, um, their bodies are going through stuff, and what if we can actually change that biochemical um, imprint in the body that kind of happens after birthing? Yeah, you know, there um, there is so many body processes within the access consciousness work um, there's the bars, which is kind of awkward to get run most likely afterwards if you can't lay down, but you can definitely have someone do on your head. And the, the other strange thing that occurs is when you, you know, have that baby the first, you know, six months, really, it can be full on. Um, you're not sleeping much. You've got all sorts of things going on that nobody ever really told you about or talked to you about. Um, and so I think, what does occur a lot of times is number one, your body is going through a huge significant amount of change. And so, yeah, you can ask what's right about this. I'm not getting, and just let it be there. I remember I just like cried for no reason several times. And I was like, this is so weird. I'm just crying. And what if it's not wrong? Like what if it was actually required for my body to release whatever it was? The other thing that I think causes it is it it doesn't match the fantasy like you have this fantasy of what is what it's going to be like and you get there and you're like oh my god this is not what i thought it was going to be and if you're a dreamer like me i mean i had huge amounts of fantasy in place for 
how this is going to go down. Um, not only did the birth not go down like I thought it would go, but afterwards, you know, they nobody really talks about, like, it's so cool to hear that you ask about um, asking your baby to latch because I didn't even know that could be an issue. I was so blind to, I thought that breastfeeding, it was just a choice. Sure, a breastfeeding or not breastfeeding. And there's this whole thing that goes on that nobody, there's not a whole lot of people out there that have a different perspective on it. They kind of all leave right after you have the the baby. And there are like latch specialists and blah, blah, blah. But then there's all these points of views that if your baby doesn't latch, then you guys don't have a good connection and you're screwed and you're going to be a terrible (laughs) parent then. And you're, you know, like all this stuff is out there. I, I, he wouldn't latch. Um, we, like I said, there was kind of a traumatic thing. And what I really got was that he didn't actually want to eat. So in order for us to get out of the hospital, he was supposed to latch and he did like a couple times, but it wasn't, you know, it definitely wasn't this orgasmic, like, Oh my God, my baby and I were so cool and connected. <laughs> it was like, so I, love. I'm in a wheelchair and I don't even like people are looking at me and my boobs and this is very awkward. Um, <laughs> and it wasn't. It is. It's so, a truly awkward, vulnerable for me. It was like the most vulnerable I've been in front of people in my entire life was giving yeah. birth. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. I really get vulnerable till I got Let that. Let all the barriers go. Yeah, drop the barriers. Yeah, Let just, them go. Yeah, when you're like pooping in front of people and you can't <laughs> help it, like that's not pretty. The whole scene is not pretty. So it's so. So, you and know, I think because I've seen women that have like I've been I've been lucky enough to be at at births where it it does have that beauty where the baby just comes out and just jumps right on and latches right away. And so it is possible. And so just know that if it doesn't happen, you're not wrong. If it doesn't happen, it's not that you're not connected or that you're not mother, like that you're not at, at one with your baby or whatever that is. Just, so the main question I would ask is, um, I would ask every expectation, every judgment, every conclusion, and every computation I had about how this was supposed to be, how everyone around me thinks this is supposed to me supposed to be, can I like destroy and uncreate it and let it go? And when you do that, when you just allow that to go away, then what can show up is actually like it can actually start changing. So what I looked at when that whole drama was going on for me, I was like, okay, what I asked the being I said what do we need to do and because that they said basically you have to put him on formula to get out of the hospital because he has to eat in order to leave and of course all of the natural people thought formula was the worst thing you could possibly give your child and I just made this call and I said dude we're getting out of the hospital you're going to do formula I can do magic on the formula so that it doesn't actually affect your body and so that that allowed us to get out so what if everything is possible? And what if you have total choice, even with the things that are quote unquote wrong? So that's the first thing. And then you get home and it is, it's just, you're tired. No, like you can't even explain the tired that you are. And you're so, walking zombie. I think that's the best way I can describe it. Like a walking zombie. You are. And if you could, like you said, like allow that vulnerability to show up even more, allow the barriers to come down and I'm kind of the woman that can do it all, you know, like I don't, I didn't, I wasn't very good at receiving from other people or asking for help. 
And at this time is when you actually have to, it forces you into saying, okay, I just can't do it, or I need a nap, or can somebody else, you know, change him, or whatever that is. So asking for, like, what would it, and you want nurturing people. You don't necessarily want the person that just wants to, you know, I don't know. But the peop- You'll know the difference between people who are actually nurturing for you and the people that are not nurturing for you. And so just ask for the people that are nurturing to show up. Make those phone calls. Like, have call, like let your guard down, let your barriers down and call and say, Hey, I could really use some help right now. And you're, it's magic what can show up. And if they don't show up, you'll still get through it. It's okay. And just know that, you know, the thing is with these little, these little guys, if you're exploring anything in consciousness, a lot of them don't sleep very much. Mine, no kidding. Mine did not (laughs) sleep. I swear to you, she didn't sleep through the night till she was over two years old. And there were two weeks straight where I remember yep. counting the hours. I slept 14 hours in two weeks. And at yep. one point I thought, I think I'm just going to kill myself because it would be a hell of a lot easier. <laughs> and I looked at her and yep. I was like, I think I just need to leave my body. And she was so in allowance of it. It was the one time where she shut up. I'm like, you've got to be yeah. kidding me. You but actually you, shut you up and you were quiet. <laughs> yes, but you yeah. can do that with them and say, listen, yeah. I I got I to ask you to just, I have to sleep. Can you, can we like, can I just need five hours or I need this or I need that. And then the other thing you can do is talk and disorient and create, let go of all the points of views you have about how much sleep your body needs. Mm-hmm. I started asking, okay, body, do I really need this much sleep? Can I tap into the energy that they have available to be awake all the time? <laughs> and your point of view about sleep changes. Yeah. So that's another cool thing. Now I hardly ever sleep. I mean, and he's three, almost three, and he like sprints constantly. He doesn't eat very much. He's awake all the time, and he's not just like awake. He is like sprinting, Alive, awake. working yeah. out all the time, and it's okay. Then you can like send them to daycare and that's <laughs> say, right. "I need a break. I need a minute," and that's I, I think, okay. And what's so cool is that they're just they are actually so in in no in the knowing of what's pleasurable for their bodies. So him like running all the time. For my daughter, she could actually dance before she could walk. She would hoist herself up on the sofa and she'd like wiggle her butt to music. And she still to this day will dance for like hours a night. And just, you can, and most people say, my God, she must sleep really well at night. And she actually dances in her sleep. She doesn't stop moving. If you sleep in the same bed with her. (laughs) I did. For the first four years, I I nursed her, right? For four years. Uh Because that's, you know, I was going to be the perfect mom. Right. <laughs> so I was going to nurse her until, you know, she was going to be like uh, the last emperor of China who got nursed till exactly. he was 19. So I was going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then one day it was like I got a cold and I was like, fuck it, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> You're done, I'm done. It's yep. been four years. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, I was nuts, Christine. I was absolutely nuts. (laughs) I actually went from not knowing if I could breastfeed to just going, since I'm doing this, I'm going to go full force. Because, yeah, Yeah. you'd never want to do anything half-assed. you got to go full force. It's so cool that you did that. And it's like the other thing is I was the one that I thought I would do that. That would have been my desire, my choice. And he ate so much and I just couldn't keep up. And I think I did it for like three months. And people were like, how how long did you nurse for? Did you nurse for the whole year? I'm like, nope. He loved formula. 
freaking yeah. love that stuff. That's awesome. And it was okay. He's yeah, great. Like, He's totally healthy. The, yeah, and like whatever the bodies are asking for, and we've kind of yeah. talked about that before, right? It's not to judge what your body is asking for. It's just to listen to it. And then when yep. you're not judging it, your body can receive it. It's when we would sit yep. around going, that formula is awful, bad, or wrong. Well, there's been a lot of people on this planet raised on it, and they're not dead yet. So, um, And there's so many other things that you can do. It's like, it's you could say the same as, oh, if you ever eat McDonald's, that you're going to be screwed up for life. Well, I actually would run energy. I would run body processes on him every single night. He mm-hmm. doesn't actually require, like, there's nothing that you can't shift and change within a body. There's nothing that you can't actually choose. So it's really cool. Once you start coming out of that, there is a right way to do it. There is a wrong way to do it. That somehow you're screwing up as a parent because you know that, you know, pretty much every day somehow you've screwed your child up. But once you come out of that whole idea, even what what if there isn't a wrong way to parent? What if there isn't a right way? And I know that people can go crazy and say, well, yeah, so does that mean you abuse your kid? Well, if you were truly choosing consciously, if you were truly choosing from a, so consciousness is when everything exists and nothing is judged, would you truly mm-hmm. choose to hit your child? Would you truly choose to abuse them or, you know, like let them get kidnapped? Whatever that is. Like, if you look at it, you probably would choose to just be kind and caring with them, and that's all they really require. Yep. So. It's pretty simple when it comes down to it. So, yes. really, when, um, so you got a few minutes left, and I'd like to promote your book that's coming out again, yeah. <laughs> um, and any classes that you're doing in the future. Um, sure. So, yeah, so what um in closing, like just remember to ask a lot of questions. Know that you have choice and that uh keep asking questions, not necessarily of doctors and nurses and experts. You are the expert of your body. So ask your body, ask the being that's inside of you if you're the mom. And yeah. uh you know, ask that being to contribute. And I love that asking the father to be part of it. <laughs> that's um really key and something that I actually completely left out. Um, when I was asking the baby stuff. So, uh, you know, we... Well, and, you, if, and you can ask, okay, do you, you know, if the father's not involved, ask, did you did you just need his DNA? Cool. Yeah. Like, if, it's not a big deal if the father doesn't want to be involved. In, and there are a lot of times where the father isn't involved. And what if you don't have to stick your kid with the judgment of, oh, well, you're, you know, you're a single parent. What if that's just a judgment as well? And so what if, they actually choose all along the way. Like, okay, I want that dude. I want that dude and my mom to like have this baby together so that I can have, you know, his DNA and I know he's going to go away and that's okay. Yeah. Whether, even if that's like sperm donor bank, because you know, don't really know how that comes across, but there's so many different scenarios, how that being chooses to, you know, be with you, you or if you can't have it be another thing that I invite people to do. Like if your body, if you can't get pregnant, Ask for the being, like get the energy of the child that you'd like to have and and the being that you'd like to show up and say, hey, who else could you come through? So you can adopt, like Tristan, my child looks nothing like me and I totally get he just came through my body. He is just his own (laughs) little being and he could have come in many different shapes and forms and he, you know, came with it, he came, but they're not, it's going out of the point of view that somehow they're yours, that they you know, like you own them or that or that anything like that. No, they kind of own you. They kind of so, do own you in a big way, <laughs> for sure. So if you can't get pregnant, if that's one of your issues, the other thing I invite is to ask 
say, get the energy of the being you'd like to have, talk to them and say, okay, how can we make this occur? Like, how can we create this together and see what shows up? Yeah, they might just end up being, you know, you might end up adopting them. You never really know how how that shows up or where or when, but... The adoption can go easy and it can be exactly the body that they wanted to have. So there's a lot of, there's infinite possibilities out there. And with the tools um, from Access Consciousness and any other stuff, there's truth in everything. So just read a lot. You'll have some time if you're pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you do. Not afterwards, though. (laughs) Not afterwards. That's why I haven't written my book yet because time is interesting. So um, if you'd like to contact Megan, for uh, any like private consultations, can you let them know how they can get a hold of you? Sure. Um, I'm on the Access Consciousness website, so accessconsciousness.com, um, which is you know the most impossible word to spell sometimes. Um, <laughs> I'm also I started writing a blog just in case I never write the book. At least I could maybe combine all of these blog articles together and make it some sort of book. So right now that's at Pregnancy and Birthing with Ease at blogspot.com. Um, and the website will be pregnancyandbirthingwithease.com. It's not linked to set up yet, but if you go, if you find me, you can also Google me. You should be able to find um, the blog or my Facebook account or something. Just connect with me. There's so many ways, and I'm on it all. So if you Facebook message me or find me through the Access website or send me a message um, through my blog, then that works as well. And, um Yeah. What else is possible? Awesome, thank you, Megan. Because I, you know, I think this is this this show also plays in replays, and I'm hoping that a lot of people who, you know, are pregnant right now or looking to get pregnant will will listen to this and contact you so that they can create something that's totally different than what they'd heard is available on yes. all the limitations that have been put in place around. You know, you can only do it this way. You can only do it that way. If you do this, you you know, you're doomed, and all those. Those myths that are so so always listen to what's light for you and ask those questions. So um, in closing, though, thank you so much for coming on my show. It's such a pleasure speaking with you. Um, we've had the Hill family on before, so Connor Hill <laughs> is actually Megan Hill's brother. So yeah. it's like fun for the whole family on this show. I did want to. I forgot to mention. I am. Um, I'm going to be doing a hangout with. Uh, about four or five other women and we're just going to have a conversation like this where we talk about um, a couple of them did actually have orgasmic birthing. One of them is a doula um, and uses these tools with her practice and that's going to be on October 30th at 6 p.m. So um, you can find it uh, on Google. Thank you, Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melissa Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain and 5 p.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until